Well, welcome back to the Created to Thrive podcast. Today, I am going to be talking about overcoming insecurity and releasing self-doubt. And if you struggle with insecurity, low self-worth, you know, sin, shame, condemnation, really anything that is holding you back from living the life that God created for you, then you're going to want to take special notes on today's episode because I have an interview today with my new friend, Crystal Day, and I know you're going to be blessed by her transformation story. Crystal is actually from Jamaica and she grew up in poverty and experienced a lot of trauma and as a result made choices to cover up her insecurities and low self-worth. And I want to share with you today how she went from an impoverished single teenage mom to becoming a best-selling author and successful entrepreneur. You know, the mission for Created to Thrive podcast is to help believers grow deeper in their faith, activate their identity in Christ, and live empowered with purpose. And I always say that there is hope and healing for any situation, and that God is in the resurrection business. And by partnering with him, he can take anyone's mess and turn it into a miracle. So as we approach the Passion Week and uh, Easter celebration of the resurrection of Jesus, I want to have a guest on today to share with you her personal transformational story, because I know you're going to be encouraged to move forward into all that God has for you. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who he created you to be because you were created to thrive. All right, so I love sharing the personal testimonies of others who have experienced the redeeming power of Christ in their own life. And today is no exception. Crystal Day is from Jamaica and she now empowers other women to live life on purpose and not settle for anything less than God's best. Crystal is a minister, international certified Christian life coach, an inspirational speaker, an award-winning five-time best-selling author of nine books, a dynamic kingdom entrepreneur, a podcaster, a mother, and an all-around Jesus girl. So welcome, Crystal. It is such a pleasure to meet you and have you on the podcast. Listen, Lori, I'm so excited to be on your podcast. It's so amazing to just connect with people all over the world and to, you know, just hear other stories and to, yeah, it's just a blessing to see how God is working in and through his people in this season. So I'm truly humbled to be here. Well, welcome. I know you have a whole long introduction, which is very (laughs) impressive. It's almost a little overwhelming for people, but tell us about, share your faith story. I would love to hear uh, just really about who you are and what God has done in your life. So I'm, I'm, let me start at the present, right? So currently, as you mentioned, I am a author, speaker, you know, coach, podcaster, 
um, most of all, you know, my favorite title is I'm a mom. I'm a mom of a 10-year-old, a very beautiful, you know, feisty, passionate, <laughs> creative 10-year-old. So I'm a single mother. And um, and I say single mother in quote because the truth is, even though, you know, her father not close to her, she has an amazing community of aunts and uncles and grandparents. So technically, I don't feel like I'm doing this alone because, you know, I've always had my family to help me with her. So that is just an amazing for me. Uh, also, you know, my current mission based on what the Lord has given me is to help persons to share their story through books. And I saw from a young age how books have been <clears throat> so impactful for me personally and the legacy that books leave. And now I get to help people to create that legacy through books, through speaking, through coaching, through mentoring. And that for me has just been an amazing journey. Now, you asked a question initially, you know, where did Crystal come from? Because a lot of people now see the me now, you know, the pretty pictures on IG and all of that, the pretty website, but not realizing that the truth is who I am right now is truly molded and I would say, you know, beautifully fashioned by Jesus Christ. And I would say that without apology. Yes, before I, you know, I was very educated, I was very I did well in school. I knew I could have been successful in terms of, you know, whether my career or uh, I wanted to go into politics. I love politics. So that was where I was heading, you know, build a career, eventually going to politics. And I knew that I could do that because I'm a very ambitious, goal-getting person. So I get things done. The difference is that what I found was that in the world, I'm striving for things. I'm striving to be affirmed by the people of the world, to be people of the world, but also striving to do things in my own understanding. And this meant that I was living a life that was very contradictory to the word of God, but also not realizing it was detrimental to my soul and we don't before christ we don't want to have soul conversation because deep down some of us quote unquote believe that oh this is just life and the word of god says that he he placed eternity in our in our hearts so it means that deep down you know that there is more for you um, and more that you can do. But, you know, the word of God also says that the fool says in the heart, there's no God. And, you know, we are, we have been cultured to believe that, hey, I can do enough. So, you know, wrapping up in terms of growing up, I grew up, I would say financially poor, but I always say I was rich in love because even though from the Caribbean where I'm at in Jamaica, my parents don't say I love you. My parents don't hug me. You know, we don't have that conversation. Like if I hug my brothers right now, everybody will be like, okay. But deep down, we knew that we were loved. We knew that, you know, um, we were called to do great things because my father would always tell us that, you know, with education, we can you know, get out of the poverty, the financial poverty that we were in. The issue with that, as I mentioned, growing up, though, not having a relationship with Christ, it meant that I, one, was very promiscuous. Two, I was sexually molested at age nine. At 16, I did an abortion. So even though I was trying to climb up the ladder in terms of professionally, 
the other side of who Crystal was, was not who God has called me to be. And when you, there is always going to be this disconnect. There's always going to be this lack of peace. There's always going to be this yearning until you're able to find your true purpose and identity in Christ. So I'll stop here and then you can ask me questions. No, I could listen to you forever. Cause like, girl, you're speaking my language. <laughs> I, I can identify with the fact of, you know, I didn't know Jesus growing up. And so I was trying to always perform to feel accepted or valued or loved, even though I heard I was loved all the time by my family. I, 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 I just, again, you tried to perform from the outside to have an inward experience. So tell me, how did, how did you encounter Jesus then? Because you had worked your way up to on a successful level, like you had your college degree and different things. I, I know I'm kind of jumping ahead, but by an un, a young age, you, in the world's terms, had built a successful life. You had the college degree and all the accolades, you had a, a successful business. And so yeah. by the world standard, you were a success, but yeah. you covered up a broken heart because like you yeah. said, you had the promiscuity, the molestation, the abortion. And I know so many people struggle with that hidden shame. Yeah. And so you try to perform to overcome yes. that yes. shame, right? Yes. That guilt and condemnation that will never go away. And like you said, yes. your soul was sick. Yes. And you were yes. trying to do the things to try and cover up or make yourself happy, yes. Yes. but nothing happened. So tell me, how did you encounter the living God to be the healer of your soul? Yes. So even though I didn't grow up in church, there's a God consciousness that I was, I knew. So one, I attended Catholic schools and I visited Catholic churches. So I knew God existed. I also had an aunt that was a strong Christian. So when we visited her during the holidays, you know, she would pray with us. We had to read the Bible. Also Jamaica as a our country is a very God conscious country. So we do devotionals in school, you know, um, where even when you go to the party, they pay gospel songs when you're leaving the party because we believe in, you know, the protection that we know about Jesus. So there was a God consciousness that I knew. And deep down, I knew one day I would become a Christian. But what I saw Christianity as is, one, it would, it would stop me from living my best life. You know, it <laughs> felt like Christians had to just go to church and that's it. Like you could have fun, you know, for me, I can't sing. So everybody in the church and the choir, you know, I, at the time I was like, I am not a preacher. So, you know, so I just felt deep down that I, I, I couldn't fit in, but you know, that's somebody that's listening. A word that I want to give you is that God has given us all different gifts, right? And it's for the church, but it's mostly for the building of the kingdom. And yes. don't feel like you have to fit in the, the structure of what a church should look like, but believe that you are the church. It means yes. that you are a representation of who God is. So sorry to go on that tangent, but no, I, I just needed to, to speak to somebody regarding that. So uh, as you mentioned, there was some level of success. I didn't start my business until I gave my life to the Lord. So in terms of career success, there's a level of career success that I knew that I could 
um, pursue without God, you know? And I, I was doing that. What happened mainly, so two major things happened why I started to even look more to Christ. So a guy that I dated, you know, um, I, we, you know, you feel like you're in love as a teenage years and we were just friends and eventually, and one night, you know, we, I used to party a lot. So I used to party a lot, you know, as one of those party girls, you know, I keep parties, people knew me for my party lifestyle. And I've been doing this from I was about 14 years old, right? So when at about age 18, 19, I believe one night we were supposed to go partying and I fell asleep. So he decided to go and visit a younger, a girl, I guess he was dating and the girl boyfriend came in and shot him. Mind you, by the, now I was 19, he was about 24. And this was the first time I can say that, you know, I really lost somebody that was so close to me. Mm-hmm. And that have a way of reminding us of our humanity and our morality mortality so we recognize when somebody die you're like whoa this can happen to me at any time you understand so I started to get that God consciousness and I started visiting church because I'm like whoa you know is this is this like is there more what if I die you know suppose they're telling the truth that there's a heaven and a hell do I want to you know Uh, so there was a God conscious like God consciousness heightened and I started to visit churches then I was in a two relationships as I mentioned um, my promiscuity like I didn't date one person at a time I always having two three relationships at a time and the funny thing is people would not have known that about me because again I was very educated I was very eloquent you know so again you are digging yourself in such a hole that you didn't even I didn't even recognize who I was because I was caught up in these relationships and it so happened that both men you know kind of found out about each other and you know both of them and that re- those relationships kind of just it, it when I looked at myself I remember one day just looking at myself and I'm like who who are you like this this cannot be the life that you want you know like from men to men and relationship to relationship and sex and party like there must be more and that's when I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ and to be honest when I did get baptized I did not walk out the Christian walk wholeheartedly because the word of God says that you have to renew your mind you also have to be willing to let go of the things of the world and while I had baptized I was still trying to hold on to certain friendships and certain relationships so instead I got pregnant in church a few years and I think this was what made the total turnaround for me because when my daughter was about two two and a half while I wasn't promiscuous anymore because no I mean promiscuous in terms of I wasn't having multiple boyfriends anymore you know I was just dating one person at the time I I still kind of felt like there was there must have been more and then I rededicated my life to the I rededicated my life to the Lord and it was at a party (laughs) right I was just sitting um New Year's Eve at a party I'm like God this is not what I want to do I want to I want to see what it like to serve you I want to know my purpose and from there you know Lori I started God just started to do a new work in me and who Crystal was then is a totally different person so I just want to interject to somebody to say that the truth is sometimes as believers we don't always you know share how how amazing the love of God is how 
I don't mean when we're just going to church and we sing the songs, oh, you know, Lord, I love you. But really and truly from the depths of our heart, you know, like we can say, like I can say boldly that who Crystal is could not have been possible outside of Jesus Christ. I can stand boldly. Yes, I had the, I had the, the education. I, I could do certain level of accomplishments by myself. But who I am in Christ, when I recognize that my, my education doesn't define, define me, my past doesn't define me, when I recognize that the, the things that God has called me to do is, is exceedingly abundantly more than I can imagine, I can truly say, Lori, that I would choose Jesus Christ all over again. Not because of just what he can do for me, but because of who he is and who he has molded me to be. And I love who I am now. Yes, I don't walk the Christian life perfectly. You know, sometimes I fail God. Sometimes, you know, you, but I would choose him all over again. Yeah. I love that. I have so many things that I get interject and, and identify with. And I know that we all struggle with lies that we believe about ourselves. And the surrender part is really a process. I think there's this misnomer with when we get saved, born again, everything is going to like poof, change in our life. But like you said, that's just the beginning. That's just that heart decision. And now we have to reprogram the way we think to align and agree with God's word, his way, his truth, his life. And that's a process. And that's why we live by grace, his enablement, his empowerment to do what we can't do in our own strength, but that draws us. And then we just take steps of faith and so I appreciate your vulnerability and transfer um, or transparency because I think too many Christians put up this facade, and I was one for a long time in the beginning, where we have to look like we've got all the answers, we've got it made, and, and you know, we don't backslide or we do everything perfect, which is a big fat lie. We're all in this journey and this process. And sometimes it feels like we take one step forward. And several steps back. And then we get into that condemnation because we feel like a failure. And that is not God's way. That's not the love of Christ that compels us to move forward in faith. So I, I want to thank you for, for that. And I know that um, people struggle with trying to get that breakthrough or how did you identify the lies? So you, you were in church and, and, and all of the, you're doing all the things, but yet you still had that facade that you were living. What was, and I know you, you mentioned the, the friend of uh, the death of your friend, which I'm so sorry for. And a lot of times I always say, as long as you can live without God, you will. And until you come to the end of yourself, you're really not going to find the beginning of God. Because we were created an intimate, to have intimate relationship, fellowship with him, to walk and talk with him, just as it was pre-fall of Adam in Genesis 3. That's what God has done through Jesus Christ in redeeming us back to his original intent to have that fellowship. And, and when Jesus says that we have to give up our life to find the true life, it sounds like that's really what you found, that you had to get through the lie that you would not have fun anymore if you surrendered to him. 
But what you found was through that surrender process and renewing your mind and allowing him to heal your heart, that you got to find the true life that you were really seeking for and that you knew deep down God had for you. You know, you are so perfectly right. Because even when I think about many people that I know, again, they just don't see that. They see Christianity as this, you know, added on thing that I should do. And I tell people that Christianity is not what I do, it's who I am. It is who I am. You understand? It's, it's, I got to the end of myself, like you mentioned, to say, I know that there are certain things I could accomplish on my own that I didn't necessarily need God for, per se, quote unquote, because we always need him. We just tell ourselves otherwise, right? And the enemy tell us otherwise. But deep down, I said to myself, what if, what if there's so much greater that exists for me because I have a creator that knows his plans and his purpose for my life. And that end of myself became the new, you know, the new me who I, I became and who I am becoming still. So a powerful point that you shared. Mm, thank you. What, what was it like, what was the process? Tell me about how did you start the process of renewing your mind? Was it just being in God's word but how did you allow him to heal the brokenness of your heart? So you weren't living a facade anymore. Um, hmm. What happened? So definitely I started. So it started for me with asking God some questions, asking some questions. So for example, one of the major issues I struggle with like purity. So I started to like Google, you know, things like, you know, why shouldn't I have sex before marriage? Because I have a child, you know, will somebody wait on me to have sex? You know, these little things were things that I asked and I started to Google and the more I started to read, you know, different things about what other blogs and stuff, it kind of led me to start to pray about it. So I think it started to, my journey started with prayer. It then started with my curiosity of seeing okay, what would life li would like look like with Christ? Then, of course, I'm going to say the word come next. I, I could not, I wouldn't say the word came first. I would, the Christian thing for me to say is, oh, read your Bible, read your Bible. But the <laughs> truth is, if yeah. you if you are, there's there, the power of the Holy Spirit is what breaks down the word for your understanding. And it meant that there are some questions that I had to ask. I started to also surround myself with, with community, with people that are pursuing God. Because my another struggle that I had was that I had these friends that are not saved. I'm the only Christian in my crew. And it meant that I'm being influenced. Eight of us are you know, as friends, and I'm the only Christian, like after a while, my decisions are being shaped and influenced by them. So I started to get plugged into um, communities that are filled with women that desire Jesus. And when I saw their passion, I desired that passion. And it led me into starting to, again, now read the word and start to believe the word because that's another thing it's not just to read it started to believe it started to act in accordance to it by obeying it and 
little by little, I just started to see my life change. Also, another major thing I started to do was share my testimony, to be honest. I started to share my testimony on social media of my life before Christ. I don't know how I got the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna, I was going to say I don't know how I got this boldness, but the Holy Spirit just started to give me the boldness and I no longer felt shame. And a scripture that changed my walk was um, John 8, I, 38, I believe, who is the son set free is free indeed. I and just had that for you. That's so funny. Yes, the Lord, the Lord gave me that word, that scripture. And I just started, who the son sets free is free indeed. But you have to admit that you were not free first because you can't tell before Christ, you could tell me that I'm not free. You know, before Christ, he couldn't tell me. And it's funny because he used a secular song. Uh, there, uh, What's her name? Um, Alicia Keys wrote a song called Brand New Free during that time. I know it's a secular song, but somewhere in that, it, she was just talking about what if I let go of what I thought was freedom to walk into. And it just kind of ministered to me. And I just thought, whoa, what if what I thought was freedom was not freedom is actually, you know, sin and condemnation. And that's how I felt before Christ. But no, I can walk into. And it took a journey. But I would say the top five things is prior, um, you know, reading godly material starting to to go on youtube listen sermons etc three get connected with community um four is getting to the word not just to read the word but to apply the word to obey the word to believe the word and um number five i would definitely say no you know starting to share my testimony of the goodness of god and he says in revelation you overcome the blood of the lamb by the word of your testimony and i think those are some of the things that started to own my new identity it started to help me to see myself differently and also to accept God's new identity and worth for me. Again, so many questions that I have for you. Um, <laughs> we could talk for hours. I, I'm, I'm curious when you said prayer was your number one thing, what was different? Because you said that you were going to church, but you it wasn't that transformational power. You were just going to church, like eating a salad doesn't mean I'm healthy just because I eat a salad, yes. right? Going to church doesn't make, <laughs> make you free. So what was different? Did you pray before when you were in church? What was different now where you started to see that transformational uh, journey? Really? Um, yeah. hmm. So you're right. You are so right. I remember from, I remember at age nine <laughs> um praying to the lord about this school that i wanted to when they're preparing to high school and i wanted to do an exam and i was praying to the lord like god you know please let me get to pass my exam so i can go to the school and i would be a good girl i won't do this I won't, <laughs> you know so i do i i would definitely say prayer has always been in a part of my life you know always been a part of my life what changed I think my posture for prior changed from only God give me give me to mm -hmm. God who am I yeah. God what am I called to do God how can I be represent you better for me 
as I mentioned, I was in, in a, relation, a seven years relationship um, with my daughter's father when I rededicated my life to the Lord or when I surrendered my life to the Lord. And one of the things I recognized was when I started to, this is why you read you know, the materials because I started to hear about idols. Now, when you talk about idols, you only talk about the story of you know um, Moses and the golden calf. But then reading a blog, I remember talking about other, anything can be an idol. Anything that you love more than God is an idol. I remember seeing that and thank God for people who follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and putting out blogs and podcasts like what you're doing, Lori, you don't know whose life you are going to impact with this podcast because if somebody didn't like write that blog, I would not have been exposed to what idols are. Anyway, mm-hmm. I remember reading that and I started to ask myself, what do I love more than God? And when I I looked at it, I love my child's father more than I love God. Here's mm-hmm. why I said that. It, because I was willing to compromise everything that I knew that was right, like having sex before marriage, etc., to please him. And then I would say, sorry, God. So mm-hmm. God came second. And when I... I got the revelation like, no, you know, this is, he's an idol and you have to choose to put God first. A prior started to praise God. I love this man more than you. I really do. Help me to love you more. Help me to desire you more. And the more I started to pray this is the less this man became, he, he just, and then I was able to say, hey, I'm choosing Jesus over you. And I'm ending this relationship. You know, I am choosing God. And I did. But I honestly can't say that it was anything else than me changing my prayers from God, I want, I want, I want, to God, who do you want me to be? How can I serve you better? How can I represent you better? How can you teach me your love? Help me to experience you. And I think that was probably the shift that helped me to be honest but excellent question excellent question I never thought of that before (laughs) (laughs) well and and I always say Holy Spirit makes you smart so um I always say that too (laughs) (laughs) do you I you know again my brain has so much for you um the idol we don't realize is a false image so not only did you have a false image of who God is a false image of who you are, but false image of who the person you were looking to could offer you. And that repentance is truly changing the way you think, not just saying, God, I'm sorry, but like before, but now of while my eyes are open to really wanting to have a relationship with the Lord, to seek his face and not his hand to know him and a discovery of God, how did you create me? So I love the questions because that was really key for my transformational journey too, to where it was a point where I can't do life on my own anymore and Lori's own understanding and strength and control. And I had to say, God, I want to know you and who you've created me to be. So it became that discovery question or discovery process where I too had all of these questions. What about this? Not why God, like a lot of people want to ask God these questions of why, but really a discovery of what and how, and what does this look like? And that's the power of the imagination that I thought about with your story before, when you said through your prayer was becoming a discovery It was now using your God-given imagination 
So you could see it on the inside before you would see it on the outside. But you saw the other women that were living a life that you desired. So you could see the fruit of that. But then what you had to do was do that inner work of seeing it on the inside of getting that revelation. The entrance of God's word brings light and understanding to the simple. And that's where those eyes get opened. And that's where now it becomes like an easy, like it's not easy, but it's almost like that inner, because it's an inside out change, it becomes less of an effort, would you say? Because now it's more of a relationship of intimacy of how are we going to do life? And like a mirror, the word now becomes a mirror to you to show you, wait, this is my true identity. I don't want to live the way I've been living because it doesn't really bring me true life. And true life only comes from the living God who is the author of life, the giver of life. Yeah, yeah, I told, I, I agree. I mean, well, you're right. Is that intimacy piece that like intimacy helps to own my identity and to enhance my impact? I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. So as my intimacy develop, then I discovered identity. And then that helped me to define what my impact in this world could look like. Because the truth is, God has called us to do things. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. But he doesn't want our doing. He has no problem with our education or anything that we do. He just doesn't want us to want attach it to our identity and worth. I'm not worth more because my podcast download is 100,000 versus somebody that has 10 downloads. No, no. He measures worth through intimacy with him. This is why the man with one versus the man with 10, there's no difference than how did he steward what God has given him. Yeah, so good. And what I see for you is you really learned, you had mentioned that your family, you knew you were loved, but now you were able to receive God's love for you to your core, to where you were created to do good works, but you were learning how to be, to do versus do to be. And out of that love and intimacy comes obedience. I agree. right? To where you now are influencing other people. Um, yes. And I love, I, I'm reading a quote that I, I believe you said, I, I watched your video and I love this. I heard you say, a truly empowered woman is found in her surrender and obedience to Christ. Yes. I love that. And I love that that surrender, and especially for women, surrender can be a very scary thing because we have a, a we don't have a sense of control, which is really fear-based because we want to know the outcome. It, what, what are we saying yes to? And that obedience can almost feel like a duty of, I have to do this to find my value or to, to be good. I have to do the things. But it sounds like you really started to, um, that surrender and renewing your mind and that intimacy with the Lord that allowed you to step into your true purpose and obeying 
if you want to say that the small steps that he was giving because faith, he who's faithful with little will be faithful with much. And yes. now you are able to be faithful with much. Yes. Yes, I agree. And listen, um, Lori, where I get excited with when it's time to talk about gifts and impacts, impact, all of these things get me excited because I am a doer right? I get things done. And, you know, one of the things I kept saying to the Lord, like people would see me put out, like, since I've started this publishing company, I've helped over 300 authors to publish their books. And people are like, oh my God, how have you been doing? But I'm, I recognize that God has given me, God gives me probably like the, the man with the five talents, because he's like, I know Crystal is going to steward it. But the truth is sometimes I get caught up with doing and I have to wheel myself back in to remind myself, okay, Crystal, it's not about doing. Hmm, is your quiet time with the Lord, you know, on par? You know, also there's a lot of attacks that were fear that sometimes I go through because I'm constantly trying to build the kingdom. So I have to ensure that I'm in the secret place so that I'm armored up, right? The word I got to tell you, put on your full armor. I'm armored up. So when the enemy sends attacks, I am not like you. I used to be so afraid. Yeah. I used to be afraid of everything, right? Afraid of what somebody would say. Afraid of, I mean, even demons, to be honest. Like, you know, afraid of attacks. But then when I spend time, the word of God says perfect love. Cast yeah. it out all fear. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So when I started to experience perfect love, mm-hmm. I recognize fear distills because why? His perfect love would not allow danger to come my way. Worst case scenario, if danger comes my way, he will protect me. Yes. And, you know, so it's, yes. it's uh, people would have to, like, I want the listeners to get excited about the things of God. I want yeah. you to get excited about the things of God, right? Yeah. Because even when you shared your story with me or earlier, Lori, about, you know, you and your husband testimony, look at redemption. Come on yeah. now. Yeah. The word, yeah. the world, you know, would have said divorce, forget about it, move yeah. on with your life, you know, yeah. live your best life, bye boy. But God says, no, yeah. let's forgive yeah. 70 yeah. times seven. God says, I will work things out for your good because you love me. Even that, even your mess will be a message that draws people closer yeah. to me. If that doesn't excite you, I don't know what will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, girl, I just love you. Uh, and, I, and I know you have to help me with writing our story because it's been on my heart for a year. And I actually did a teaching like seven years ago, uh, a mess from a mess to a miracle. And so shared our story and how the process of that surrender and intimacy with the Lord will totally give you the life that you really are seeking, but it's not easy, but boy, it's so rewarding. So, well, I know we could talk for a lot longer (laughs) because I just love you. And I love that um, you want, again, like I said, the scripture that I had for you before you even said it was whom the Lord has set free is free indeed. Will you just... um, pray a blessing over anyone that feels stuck or feels that while God could never forgive me for all the things I've done, or they long for, I really wish I knew my identity and authority in Christ the way you do. Um, Would you just uh, say a prayer? And then I want you to share about also too, what you do with your, your business and how with people who want to get in touch with you, maybe they have a book that 
is in their heart, but they're scared to move forward or how would they, it's, it's an overwhelm. I can just tell you personally, I know it's an overwhelming process and that's where I feel God connected us to have you help me get that out because it's not about me. And, and God had said, when I don't share our story, I rob him the glory because Ooh. truly it was him and me and my husband all cooperating together to do it. It wasn't yes. just God doing it. It had to have our cooperation, yes. but the power of that surrendered life is really where you find the amazing life. So if you would just pray for our listeners, please. Hallelujah. You know, something I want as the Lord lead me to pray, I want somebody to remember the five things I'm a teacher that's what like I, I so there are five things I shared and I want you to sit down and I want you to journal these one how can my prior life change so that it brings God glory so if I'm talking to the Lord what would that look like you know um how can I shift that so that I can experience intimacy with him Two, how can I get plugged into a community that will be able to help to fuel my, my desires and fuel my, yeah, my, my desires for the Lord, you know? Also, I want you to ask yourself, you know, what in the word? Like, how can I start reading the word so it can help to change me and change my outlook and renew my mind? I want you to also ask yourself, what is my testimony, right? What has God done for me so far? Just so far right so you might not get over everything but what has he done for me so far that I can share with somebody because that's the great commission right um so I want you to really be intentional about these things applying them and understand that there God don't make spare people so he has called us each to do something unique and your contribution is needed in the world listen the world will tell us many things basically when the time comes the world will always fail us it will fail us but jesus can never fail and that's my encouragement to us so even as i pray now god i thank you for your love i thank you for the obedience of lori to say god i want to interview some people just to hear their stories just mm -hmm. so that you will be glorified god god i don't know where this podcast will go i don't even know you know how many people it would impact but lord i'm saying yes to answering the call to say hey i'm sharing the gospel in this way and God, I pray that you will bless Lori, bless her husband, bless their ministry, mighty God. I thank you again just for them answering the call to just share the testimony, mighty God, even as they experience intimacy. Father, for somebody that's listening right now that is saying, I don't even know if this God thing is real. Mighty God, your word says that your Holy Spirit draws us close to you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you do a quickening in their hearts to remind them, oh God, that you have always been with them, oh God. Father, I pray right now that you will just reveal yourself. Give them a, a, a revelation of who you are. Mighty God, saturate their home, saturate their workplace, their cars. Mighty God, with your presence, let them know that you, you are God. Father, I'm seeing right now where, you know, the, the story of Paul on Damascus Road, and he didn't know Jesus. <laughs> but when, when, when he felt the presence, he says, why are you, God, reveal yourself? And he said, Jesus, you showed up. 
for him just like that and his life has never been the same for each of us that are christians we have had that some level of experience and that experience is what we are is flowing from us and i want you to give your listeners their, their, this experience also lord your word says that we are called to be co-heres with Christ. We are called to be royal priesthood. There's a royalty that we walk into when we become your sons and daughters. Help them to experience that. No matter what they have been through, they have heard my story. You know, things that were done to me that were unfair but bad decisions that i've made that have not been pleasing to you that could have caused embarrassment but mighty god your word says there's no condemnation for those who are in christ i cannot be condemned because of what you have done on the cross for me so lord you have done it for them too help them to experience your glory help them to experience new identity help them to experience new freedom help them to get courage and confidence and clarity in how they can walk out their walk with you. Father, again, I bless you and I honor you for this opportunity to speak on this platform, mighty God. I thank you even as my story goes out, even if they don't remember my name, Crystal Lee, they will remember the God that is in me, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I thank you, precious Holy Spirit. I thank you, Abba Father, for the work that you are doing in and through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. That's powerful, girl. I I could talk to you for hours, but I know <laughs> take the time. We'll we'll have to have you back on because you are so full of wisdom and knowledge and what you do for other people. And you have a publishing company called is I you just say it because I don't want to spell or misspell. Yeah, daylight. 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 That's so my, like my last name. Daylight. Yes. Yeah, because yes. yeah, your last name is Day. D E D A Y E, but it's daylight. Yes. So I love yes. that, and I know that uh, you're going to be able to help help me as well as everyone else. Yes. And I will have in the show notes how to connect with you because you also have your testimony on YouTube, which is what I first. That was my first impression when uh, when I watched you. Just, I said, I, I'd have to have you on, on the podcast because I know that you can just give hope and healing no matter what our story yes. with Jesus, anything is possible. And that's what I love about the entire Bible is people who were a mess, how they are honored in the word of God yes. because of them just saying yes to, yes to God. And yes. so I love that. So all right, Crystal. Well, I just speak a blessing upon you. And, um, and I love that, as I mentioned to you before we started the, the recording, that my husband and I did our honeymoon in Jamaica, Sandals <laughs> Ocho Rios. So okay. I, I love that um, you're my first international guest and you're from <laughs> Jamaica. So that's a sweet spot in my heart. So. <laughs> Well, thank you. thank you. Listen, I pray and declare a blessing. You know, um, I think it's in Leviticus are determined. It says, um, may his face shine upon you and your thousand generation and your children and your children, children. I declare a supernatural blessing over you and your business and your ministry and your marriage and in everything that you do. I bless you. Thank you for your obedience. Just Anybody that's listening, just remember that we don't know the doors that our obedience will open. I could give you a story for days about just one yes to Jesus Christ and how my life has never been the same. And I pray the same for you. Yeah, I receive that. Thank you, my sister. And I just appreciate you and your time. And 
I'm sure we'll have you back on again. So yes. until then. Hey, real quick before you go, here's something you could do to really help me out a lot. First of all, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss out on any episode. Second, share this with a friend. Anyone that wants to have more than they're currently experiencing life and they want to go deeper with God and live the life that they were created to by him. Share that with them. Also tag me on your social medias at Lori K. Snyder. It's L-O-R-I-K-A-Y-S-N-Y-D-E-R. Tag me on there and I would love to be able to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook. And so that would really bless me. And I hope this has been encouraging you today. And remember that you were created to thrive.